Before we get started today, did you know that both of us are trained and experienced coaches ready to work alongside you as you unlock your full potential? At Thrive in the Hive, our focus is on empowering moms and dads just like you. By exploring the core drivers in your everyday decisions, we'll work together to raise your awareness and harness your power to consciously choose how you show up for your parenthood. Imagine yourself with complete confidence and clarity in who you are. Imagine yourself equipped to seize life by the horns, creating limitless opportunities and recognizing limitless potential for you and your family. Message us to set up a free discovery call. Happy thriving! Hi everyone, we're Brianna and Suzanne, two teacher moms who are passionate about helping you create a home environment where your family truly thrives. We're here to help you with anything from setting up your family goals and the perfect physical space in your home to managing school expectations and parent-teacher conferences and everything in between. Whatever the unique needs of your family, we're here to help you get set up for success. Thank you for joining us today as we explore another topic to help you thrive in your hive. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of Thrive in the Hive. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are really excited about this episode because it's all about holiday traditions. And it's so important when you're thinking about the holidays to make sure that you're incorporating traditions in because it really helps with the family bonding. It helps with memory making and building those memories and the things that you can look back on and laugh about. We don't want this to be a stressful episode like, oh, we don't, you know, my family doesn't have traditions because you, even if you think you don't, you probably do because sometimes things come home and like the kids will have to ask you like, what are our traditions for things? And in the moment, sometimes you can't think about them. But then once you get into that holiday, you're like, oh, this is our tradition. Like we always do these things. And also that sometimes you might try to incorporate a new tradition into, into your routine and it can be a flop. And that's okay because you'll still have memories. So like the one I'm thinking about was when my kids were very little, I wanted to be this mom that was like a really good baker. And I had this whole idea that I was going to, like for the holidays, I was going to have beautiful cookies and cakes and things like that. And so I started with gingerbread people. We were going to decorate gingerbread people. And I tried to make the homemade gingerbread and something went wrong. I still don't know what went wrong to this day. And I couldn't even roll it out. And then I said, well, I must have done something wrong. So I will redo this. And still, it didn't work. At this point, the kids were crying. And they were like, mommy, we were going to make them. (laughs) I felt like a failure as a mom. And I was like, I can't even bake gingerbread cookies. And so anyway, it it was a flop, but now we laugh about it. And I think we went out and I was going to buy little gingerbread people, but then I couldn't find gingerbread people. So I found gingerbread houses and our tradition has now been the gingerbread houses and I don't have to make them. I just buy the little pieces that are come in the little box and we buy some extra decorations to extra candies and things. And so what was a total flop and failure and people were crying in the kitchen and I will say even the mama was crying in the kitchen. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> um, feeling like a mom, mom failure turned into a funny story and and a different tradition that we still have. There you go. So wherever you are on that spectrum, so like I am more the mom of like, I, I'm not a baker. I will bake occasionally, but my version of baking is buying the Duncan Hines cake mix and following the directions to a tea and 
um, having a cake at the end of it. I I would never attempt to make the uh, gingerbread men, so kudos to you, Suzanne. I would be one who would order them ahead of time online or order them at some point, and those resources exist. If you're thinking to yourself, okay, like that sounds so fun, but I'm not a baker, like congratulations on knowing yourself. That's awesome. And find the tools out there so that you can still have these these traditions that your family looks forward to every year. I know last year, my mom actually had a box of, there, there are all these companies out there now that, that do this, but my mom had a box of Christmas cookies delivered to our house and it was sugar cookies that were already like, you know, stamped out in certain shapes and it came with the little icings. And my kids loved decorating these cookies and I didn't have to go with the stress of like baking them. Like, yeah. My husband's a baker. He'll bake like regular round, you know, cookies with mm-hmm. them. But I know my limitations. I've tried it before in good faith and it just mm-hmm. didn't work out and I'm okay with that. Like making all the cutesy little cookies is not in my wheelhouse. I can't um, do it either. Yeah. I've tried so hard. But the thing is like I really wanted to be able to do that and I tried for years and I just – all I did was disappoint myself. And so – Maybe some people can keep trying and like they'll finally figure it out. Like I just finally realized that I don't have that that talent. God did not give me the baking talent. I can't make the little tree look like a tree even though I have the cookie cut out. I can't make – it just never looks like it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And I finally just accepted it. And I was so much happier once I finally just said, you know what? I'm not good at this and I'm going to admit it and move on and right. I will go and buy the pre-made cookies and you know and it works out great because what my kids love to do is the decorating part of it they don't they're like impatient when the cooking part of it is going on they're like come on mom and they don't really want to help with the cooking part of it now Liliana what likes to bake what about the clean up part Susanna? oh for sure there <laughs> nobody wants up? oh no 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 and it's always a disaster i mean like we're not the neatest family like I watch these the cooking shows and I think obviously they cut and then they clean up and then they like keep going again like they start recording again because have you ever seen that show nailed it no oh my goodness we're in the nailed it family now Liliana is better I shouldn't say all of us I'm the nailed it family I could go on that show and make people laugh really hard so the whole premise of that show is they show some beautiful creation and then they give the people like an, a ridiculously short amount of time to recreate it. So it's like a cake or it's usually something like really fancy. It needs a lot of fondant and all kinds of stuff that you're cutting out the shapes and everything. And then they like cover it up and they reveal it. And it's hilarious. If you need, if you ever need to laugh, look up Nailed It on Netflix and just watch an episode because you will roll. And I laugh even harder because I feel like I can totally relate to these people because my creations always look like the nailed it instead of like the actual picture of what it's supposed to look like. And it's really, really, really funny. Now, Liliana, she's a decent baker, but she's had a few fails as well. But you're right. Like the cleanup is usually a mess because there's icing everywhere. There's sprinkles everywhere. It's like, it's crazy. Right. That's part of the fun. And if, I mean, I, I don't let mine get away with it. I'm like, oh no, no, no. Like before we even start, I'm like, you realize that this the island is going to be covered with icing and sprinkles and candies and it's probably going to be all over the floor and on the table and what are we doing before we walk out of this kitchen like they're like we know we're cleaning it up I'm like that's right all hands on deck (laughs) if you you decorated you're cleaning there you go (laughs) 
I love that. So yeah, so the point of this is maybe you love that. Maybe you love that piece. And if that's what you love, then go for it. You do you. That's so exciting. But if it's not your thing, then let's find something that works. Find a system that works. And we've already done an episode on prepping for the holidays. So hopefully you have some of those systems in place, those plans in place, those decorations are bought or whatever it is, those plane tickets are, are purchased. But this is more just about the traditions and making memories with your family. Just as much as when you're prepping, you've got to like etch out in the calendar time for festivals, for parties, for whatever. Um, you need to, if, if traditions are important to you, you've got to etch out time for those as well. So think about like, what are those traditions? I know Suzanne said earlier, your kid comes home from school and asks you, what are our family traditions? And you're like, uh, and you can't think of any in the moment, right? Um, and I know that feeling because it's like a standard, right? Kids talk about, I don't know what grade level it is, probably multiple grade levels where they talk about like family traditions and then their their teachers across the globe are like, mm-hmm. go home and talk to your family about their traditions. And then <laughs> every parent experiences like, We don't this. have any. <laughs> um, but you do, you have yes. traditions. So think about as the holidays are approaching, you know, what are your plans for celebrating the major holidays, whatever holidays your family celebrates? Like what are the big, what's the big idea that you think of when you think of those holidays? Um, you know, the parties, the trick-or-treating for Halloween, if that's what you do, or the, you know, whatever it is. Maybe your family makes a Day of the Dead altar in your home. Think of like those big picture items. And those are pretty straightforward. You already probably have a good idea of what you want to do for like the big picture. But then we're going to break it down a little bit more and think about some of those other ideas that maybe you're like, you know what, that would be great to experience that with my family. So we're going to throw some ideas out there. And if you love any of these ideas, then like maybe write them down or make a note to go back and listen to this episode when you can write it down and and think about, okay, when are we going to make that happen? And Um, also, there's no way that anybody will have time to do all of the things that we're talking about. So please don't think that we're saying you have to do all of these things. We're just throwing out lots of different ideas because some things are going to work for some families and some things aren't going to work for other families. And the other thing is like what you, you've got to do what works for your family and what goes with the priorities of your family. And like, don't worry about what all your friends are doing with their families. Like the main thing is that you have traditions with your family, not that you're comparing whether your traditions are worse or better than like what your friends do with their families, because it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that you do something with your family. Right. Or that your picture on social media is not quite as cute as your friend's picture on social media. Like, again, like you do you and what works for your family and we don't have to do the comparison thing. I know it's hard. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. I'm a millennial. I've talked about that before. We grew up in the social media age, not grew up, but like in our teen and and later years, social media was a huge thing. And it's so hard not to compare yourself to others in social media. I mean, I think like that's a huge reason social media exists, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, there are benefits of it. But then when you see like, oh, this picture perfect family that's always posting their picture perfect memories, try to think of that as like, awesome. I'm so happy for them. Mine doesn't Mm -hmm. quite look like that, but like we still have so much love in our hearts and this is what ours look like instead. And like, I don't know, sort of like neutralize that if you can. I think especially in the coming months, this is really important because we are going to see a lot of that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'm not saying it's like good or bad. Just try to neutralize it. Like, oh, I'm happy for them. Yeah. And And then like your own stuff is your stuff. Be so proud of you and your family and what you do. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, loving and giving yourself like the grace to be you and to be your family and 
you don't have to, it doesn't have to look like other people's. And, you know, like keeping in mind, like the big picture of why we have the holidays really. And hopefully if you're, if you're doing something with the holidays and you're addressing your holidays and you're doing things as a family, then you're building the memories and that's Mm -hmm. important and that's what matters. And it doesn't matter that it necessarily great. If you can make it look perfect, awesome. If you can make the beautiful cookies and, post that on social media like I am truly truly happy for those people but like don't beat yourself up like I'm not going to beat myself up because I can't make the gingerbread people like it's just who I am it is what it is like I'm going to find something that does work that I can celebrate with my family right and not beat myself up because I don't have the same cute little thing that my best friend has you know it's like they have different gifts and talents and that's okay right So just to run through some traditions, some ideas, um, pumpkin carving. If you want to do that, make sure that you have your pumpkins in enough time before and you're not trying to pick them the day of when all the rotten pumpkins are left in the pumpkin patch. That has happened to us before. Um, Us too. (laughs) Yeah. So just think about that. I've already purchased my first pumpkin of the season and it's an inside pumpkin and I'm just so excited by it. but think about that, whether whether your kids do that. If you go all into it and you need to get a pumpkin carving kit, then like purchase that ahead of time. Just have it on standby. And if you don't, then that's awesome too. Um, what movies do you want to watch over the holidays? And this like spans, Suzanne and I were joking right before we hit record about like some of the Christmas movies that we love to watch in our families. This can go all the way though, like through the holidays, right? You might have certain yeah. Halloween movies that you like to watch or like fall movies, these certain mm-hmm. Christmas movies. Like I know that I love certain Christmas movies and I feel like if we, if we haven't watched them before Christmas, like, you know, it's a flop. Yeah, we have our movies too. And we got into watching the really cheesy Christmas movies that are on Netflix and stuff. And, you know, we get our popcorn and our hot chocolate and our cookies. And we watched like the Christmas Princess or yeah, I don't know, whatever they're called. Maybe there is actually one called that. But they're, they're just feel good movies. And they're fun. And we just laugh and enjoy them. And then we also have like my favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Vacation. And so we laugh at that one every year. And that one, we have to watch that one at least sometime during the holidays. But yeah, there are so many movies and there's like a lot of great fall movies. And, um, you know, there's all the classics from like when I was a kid, like the Char- Charlie Brown ones and the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and mm-hmm. Frosty the Snowman. All Home those alone. fun. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like you kind of have to schedule it in. Like what night are you going to watch these movies or what weekend are you going to watch these movies? Because you know, there's not time to watch all of them. And so kind of sketch that in on your calendar. Right. Or it could be something generic. Like for my family, I think I've mentioned before, we have movie night every Saturday night. And if we have something come up in the calendar and we can't do it on Saturday, we typically move it to Friday. But it's kind of like a tradition for every week in our family. We either make homemade pizza or pick up Chinese food and we sit around and eat dinner and watch a movie together every Saturday night. And so like for us, if that works for you, maybe like just say, okay, like for the next couple of months, we're going to have movie night on Saturday night and we're going to watch all these Christmas movies or these holiday movies or whatever. You might find that you love that tradition. You might want to continue it. I know my whole family really looks forward to it. It's um, so much fun. So it's you good can, family yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Set those little systems in place that work for you. If there are certain foods that your family always eats over the holidays, kind of just get them on your radar now. I'm not saying you've got to like go out and buy the groceries, but just think about it. Like, okay, it's not fall if we don't have, you know, Grandma Ann's homemade soup or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm totally making that up. I don't have a Grandma Ann. But you know what I'm saying? Like, think about those little things so that you don't like, you know, let the crazy life 
happen around you. And then like all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, we didn't do that tradition this year. Also, like finding time and being in this part of Texas, like October, November, those are some of the best times to do outdoor activities because we don't have as much humidity and we just get beautiful temperatures. And I know it's different in other parts of the world and country, but I feel like my family, this is when we really go on, like we say, let's go hiking, let's go um, do these outdoor activities that maybe in other parts of the country you can do in the summer, but it's just too hot here to do in the summer. So this is our chance to get going on all that outdoor fun stuff. There's the corn mazes and just the festivals and all kinds of really great out things that you can do outdoors. So take advantage of the great weather. For sure. We already have in the calendar um, a weekend in November to go see fall. We're, we're going to chase the leaves. So we're going to try to go up to North Texas and just for the weekend and just so that we can see like the leaves changing colors because that's something that we did a couple of years ago like sort of accidentally like we had a trip planned and we got I didn't even realize that you could really see fall up in like higher areas of Texas mm-hmm. and it's just such a memorable thing I love looking at those pictures I mean for I've never experienced fall like up north or anything I've never taken a trip during that time of year So for me, it's like this glorious, amazing thing. So I told my husband this year, like, let's take the family up to go see the leaves changing. So we're not going very far, but it's already on the calendar and we're already looking forward to it. I love that idea. I think I mentioned in the other podcast that we're getting an exchange student. So we're looking at things that we can do because we want to at least show her all of Texas while she's here. I mean, Texas is a huge state. So like we're planning on on that, and I would love to be able to go in November as well and show her some of the fall colors in Texas. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Maybe yeah. we'll see you up there. There you go. <laughs> Moving on to think about more specific, like Christmassy type of things. Some families, what they do is like everybody has matching pajamas, and like you all get your pajamas on on Christmas Eve, and um, you know you do some of the same things. Like for us. Christmas is a very, very, very busy time. Like the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day have to be scheduled out to a T because my kids are in one choir and my husband's in a different choir at our church. And so the masses get divided up between all the different choirs and they never are singing at the same time. So we have to plan everything around those masses. But we have our very specific traditions for Christmas, and it's just so much fun. Like, it's very busy. Like, I just know block off that time because it's just going to be from Christmas Eve until the end of Christmas Day is going to be just family, food, presents, and but it's so much fun, so much laughing. And I love it when, like, everybody comes in town. Like, usually we have cousins up from Mexico and my sister-in-law and her family in from El Paso and... um it's just a lot of people. It's a lot of fun and just family time. But like, that's why mm-hmm. I have to be super organized. Like I cannot be wrapping presents on Christmas Eve. Like it has to be done beforehand. Right. For me, I mean, when I think of Christmas, like it's like the month of December. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I can't even in my mind zoom in just on those two days of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because I'm really thinking about the month. Yeah. Some other ideas for traditions you might want to put in place or continue with, host a cookie bake-off. Invite a couple of families over and like everyone bring some cookies and and everyone can taste each other's cookies. A couple of years ago, I got invited to a party where a friend of mine had a similar spin on this, but it was with uh, gingerbread houses. Every family brought their own gingerbread house 
And during the party, like we all talked and had appetizers and stuff. And then there was like a dedicated time where every family set up and it got really serious. It was so cute. (laughs) And every family was decorating their gingerbread house. And it was just so fun. Like it doesn't matter what it looks like in the end. It doesn't matter that like my two-year-old just like knocked the roof off the gingerbread house. Mm -hmm. That's part of the fun and that makes the memories. Um, But if you want to get those things on the calendar, it's good to start thinking about them ahead of time. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. We always build gingerbread houses too. So we always buy the kits for two of them and like each kid makes their own gingerbread house and sometimes they have a contest and sometimes they don't if we have a bunch of relatives coming in town and there's plenty of people to vote then they'll say let's have a contest this year and make everybody vote but if it's really just kind of the immediate family we don't vote because there's not enough votes to make it count but um it's so much fun so you said like the month of december and like as soon as thanksgiving is over the very first thing i put out and and i have this packed separately is our advent wreath and the candles and and like the prayer books and stuff that go with it. So as soon as Thanksgiving's over, I decorate the the dining room table with my Christmas tablecloth. And then I put the wreath and, and the candles and everything on there so that we can go straight into advent. And our tradition is that for that whole month or the whole time of advent, we eat our dinner at the dining room table and the, the kids, when they were little, they used to argue about who could um, light the candle that night. And so we would take turns and all that kind of stuff. And now they still pretend like they're arguing about, it's my turn to light the candle, even though <laughs> neither one of them really cares who's going to light the candle. Um, but like that, that was the tradition because they really fought over it when they were little. So now they have their fake fight every night. Love it. And, um, and I'm like, that's not the point of Advent. Like, we're celebrating Jesus's birth (laughs) like you're not supposed to be fighting um so anyway we eat our dinner at the dining room table and we light the advent candles and we have our little prayer book and I I love that because we it's really focused and it's talking about you know the anticipation and the waiting and you can have so many amazing conversations around that um and tie that into our everyday lives and what's really important and all that kind of stuff. So I, that's probably my favorite tradition that we have. And obviously there's going to, it doesn't happen every single night because, you know, there might be a game or there might be, you know, choir rehearsal or whatever, where we don't get to eat together that night, but then we'll catch up the next night. And um, I love it. And that goes on for all of Advent. And like being flexible about it and giving yourself permission to be flexible about it when it doesn't work out exactly the way that you had envisioned it is crucial to making this work, at least for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like going into it with the idea of like, this is our tradition, this is what we're doing, but it's okay. Some nights it's not going to work out that way and we're just going to play catch up the next night. It's fine. Um, And I think that takes a lot of the pressure off. Another tradition that my family absolutely loves is going and driving around and looking at the light displays around Mm -hmm. the neighborhood or like there are certain sections of Houston that you can drive to to go look at the lights. I know back in New Orleans, there are certain sections where like, you know, like this, these people bring their A game to the Christmas decorating thing. So you go. Yeah. And drive around and look at it. It's so amazing. Like I'm I'm always just completely blown away by what people do. Like, I love that. And I'm like, thank you for doing this, for bringing so much joy to the whole metro area. Like, I'm so like, I love those neighborhoods. But you know, some of those neighborhoods, you have to sign a contract when you move in, like that you will 
decorate your house right with with your a game right like give away your firstborn or decorate your house for christmas yeah um no we love it and we decorate our house too like obviously our inside is nice and decorated and we always do lights outside my husband even has it mapped out like what strands of lights go where because of the length and where the where mm-hmm. the electrical outlets are it's like a thing but it's nothing like what i'm talking about when you go drive around and look at these houses that go all out i love the way our house looks at christmas time but it's i do uh, too you know it's quaint Alex and I love to do, like, we basically are kind of in charge of the outside, and Al and Liliana help, but Al is like, it's too much, it's too much. Like, he thinks we put too many lights out, and every year, Alex is like, no, let's do more, and he's so funny, because he's like, what are we going to go buy? Like, you know, he won't be here, it's going to, I'm going to be sad this year, I'm going to be by, by myself, and my partner in crime is going to be gone, because I can't wait for him to get back, because he won't be back to like, mid-December, I've got to decorate the outside before that. Ugh. I'm you just this is hitting me. Yeah, but like as soon as Halloween starts, he's like, Mom, we better go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy some more outdoor things before they get picked over. You know, like he's on it. Right. So Al's always like, what's going on? We're like, nothing. We're like sneaking it into the garage. And he's like, no, no, no more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, but I like a lot of lights. I like right. it to be bright. Right. Pretty. It's fun. I love <laughs> mm-hmm. it. If you have other ideas, maybe your family loves to focus on service and every Christmas you go volunteer at a soup kitchen. Maybe not on Christmas Day, but like at some point around there, maybe you do something like that. Or maybe your kids save up a little bit of their own money and they buy a a gift for a child who maybe otherwise wouldn't receive a present. Like maybe you have some service element to your Christmas. I know one year we went to the fabric store and I bought like this massive thing of fleece fabric and we cut it up into blankets and we made these bags like I bought those two gallon um, heavy duty Ziploc bags and we put in there like a blanket a pair of socks a toothbrush and toothpaste some bottled waters and some non-perishable but healthy snacks and we went and drove them around so like I, I don't remember how many we made but basically we had a challenge that between Thanksgiving and Christmas we were going to give all of them out which is tricky because you don't want to like have all this food in your car well I guess maybe this is not an issue for most of the country but in Houston sometimes it's like really hot that time of year like I've delivered Christmas presents in shorts and a t-shirt before I know we've Um, we've been outside on Christmas day in shorts and flip right before exactly (laughs) and I am like really a special snowflake about when like a water bottle is in the hot car like Mm -hmm. I'm like nope nobody can drink it so I feel the same way when we're going to deliver this to someone in need so like you know it gets tricky like you've got to think about it okay I'm going into the city today so I will probably have the opportunity to hand out a few of these bags let me put them in my car but it's so great and it teaches your kids like they can get involved in the process and it teaches them this idea of serving others and appreciating what you have and and giving to others and I, I there's like so much that can go into that but I think it's great to think about if you want there to be some kind of service element to your holidays and it doesn't have to be this massive thing no matter what it is like you're giving someone the world by by yeah. volunteering your time or or your gifts or whatever it is that you're volunteering so Think about that and maybe, you know, especially stuff like that, you might have to think about that a little bit earlier, especially if it's something new for your family that you're implementing. But the possibilities are endless out there of like what you can do to just be a light in someone's life this holiday season. And just teaching your kids like the importance of giving back because I think a lot of times at Christmas, it's, you know, kids are just thinking about, ooh, what can I ask Santa for? What can I ask my parents and my grandparents for? And a lot of times it's exciting for them because they know that under that Christmas tree is going to be a lot of things for them. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine and that's fun and everything. That is one element of Christmas. But then, the you know, always making sure that you're teaching them to give as well and how how much really giving makes you feel better than receiving the presents. And we always tried to make a point of that. Yes, it's fun. I'm glad you're happy about the gifts that you've gotten. But are, do you, don't you feel better about what we've given? And like one of the things that we've always participated in along with going to the Houston Food Bank and things like that during the holidays is at church, there's always like a tagline where they have the little flyers for different people. So we've always picked up one to two tags per person. So we're doing at least four. I mean, definitely when like times when Al didn't have a job and stuff in the past, like maybe we just got two for the family, but better times we'll try to pick like at least eight different tags and then we go shopping together and we really think about like what's written on that tag and like how old is the person what does it say about them and sometimes it's very specific like it'll say exactly what they want and then sometimes it's maybe more general like a doll you know sometimes it's more like they want the specific barbie doll or whatever but then usually we try to get like a couple little extra things in there too we just put it together and say like you know, make sure that we got what they said they wanted, but then also thinking about a kid that age, or sometimes it's even for the parents, like what else would I want? Or what else would my kids want? And they usually try to pick a kid that's their age, like Alex would go down the line, if he was a nine year old, you know, at the time, he'd be like, I want to find somebody that's a nine year old boy, and he would pick the nine year old boys, and Liliana would pick the seven year old girls, because they were like, I know what I would want right now for Christmas, you know, so we'll get them what's on the tag, but maybe some other little present that we can add to it that they didn't ask for. And it's just nice to go out and and do that together. You're spending that time as a family and you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about giving to somebody else and making their day. Love that. All right. So our takeaway today is that it's never too early to start thinking about holiday traditions. Be proud of the traditions that you already have and then reflect on whether your family is ready to add in some new traditions. Focus on the process and not the product. And you're sure to create some great memories. And your action item for today is to pick one new tradition you'd like to implement this year and make plans to go for it. If you're feeling ambitious, pick a few. And uh, it's just going to be so much fun to like see your family carry these out and make memories and um, really get into the spirit of things. So we can't wait to see your pictures and um, hear your feedback on this. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being a part of our show today. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to learn more about setting yourself up to thrive in your hive, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Also, check out our website at thriveinthehive.life. We can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can't wait to talk with you again soon. Hi, listeners. Just a quick note that the views expressed in this podcast are solely the personal views of Brianna and Suzanne. They are not the viewpoints of any of the institutions that we may be affiliated with.